Today is Friday, October 28th, 2022, and my name is Adam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geeky Gay. This is the show where I talk about my life five days a week, and you listen, and today is no different. So we have an email, but I'll I'll start off with, uh, you know, what's going on in my life, and uh, because the email is quite long, so... <laughs> So last night I was going to get in the hot tub and uh, I recorded, I walked Sydney, I did all of that stuff and uh, and I was going to get in the hot tub. However, as we had discussed, I wasn't sure about the chemical situation because when it, it called for one inch chlorine tablets and when I went to the store to buy chlorine, there were only three inch tablets available and I thought, well... You know, you put them in this floaty thing and then they, you know, they float around in there and they dissolve over the course of, who knows, weeks. And, uh, so I thought, hmm, it could be that I'm going to have way too much chlorine in this thing. And so I, I opened it up. I finished dinner. You know, I did all, I did all the stuff that I needed to do. Walk Sydney, like I said, did all that. Opened it up and it, the smell of chlorine <laughs> was, it was such a smell. And, uh, I, I thought, well, this is not a good sign. So I took the floater out, the, the chlorine floater and put it on the side. And then I got out the test kit and I put the test kit in and I, you know, Clorox, who I was the brand that I chose for the chlorine because it was all, well, it was all that was available, honestly, but they had a test kit that had an app and I thought, well, I'll use the app. And I went through all this process and it said the app is only useful for pools, not spas. Even though the test strips were applicable for spas, it even lists on the chemicals, on the strips, on everything It says pool and spa. But when, and they make you sign up for this app, you have to put in your email address, like all this stuff. And I get through that and it says, oh, you can't do the fancy scanning thing for spas. You, you can only do it for pools. So anyway, I manually tested it three times and it was super high in chlorine. And I looked it up online and, and most places that I read said it is dangerous to get in a in a pool or a hot tub with the amount of chlorine that I was showing. And I didn't have any of the, apparently there's a chemical you can get that will lower the chlorine, but I didn't have any of that. And so it says the best thing to do is just wait and take the chlorine out and wait 24 to 48 hours and test it again. So I couldn't use it last night. And uh, so I just watched, um, Oh, I, I started watching Merlin again. I used to watch Merlin, but I couldn't remember what episode I got to, like what season and what episode. So I started on season two because Netflix was telling me that I had only watched season one. But I vaguely remember these season two episodes, but it doesn't matter. I'm I'm just catching back up. So I'm I'm started with season two. There are, I think, five seasons. And so the guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayers and that the the butler, he wasn't a butler. He was a, a teacher or something. Giles, was that his name? I'm not really sure. But anyway, 
watched that, you know, didn't really do a whole lot, just uh, laid around and then went to bed and that was it. <clears throat> so let's get to our email now. So the email uh, is, came in from Brian. He says, hey, I was listening to your award-winning podcast last week. And something you said sparked something in my mind. I thought I'd share it with you for the sake of content. I think it was last Wednesday's podcast where you were talking about caring for Mark's plants while he was away and that apparently his plants are she's. Yeah, it's like, oh, she's thirsty or, you know, she she's a drama queen, you know, whatever. And hearing that gave me something of a revelation. Well, it's either that or I've suffered a mini stroke. I'll let you I'll let you be the judge. Either way, I'll share this with you so that you, too, can ponder my earth-shattering, trivial, but deliciously ponderable revelation. So, I've noticed something about myself during my life. When I anthropomorphize, anthropomorphize something, say that five times fast, I always think of it as being masculine rather than feminine. First, I wasn't certain I was using the word anthropomorphize correctly, so I googled it to make sure. It's challenging enough to type. Good luck with pronouncing it. I think I did a pretty good job. Here's Google's definition. It's a verb, gerund, present or present participle. Oh, sorry. Anthropomorphizing. Attribute human characteristics or behavior to a god, animal, or object. People's tendency to anthropomorphize their dogs. Oh, yeah. Now that we have reviewed the definition, I'll get to the point of the email. Thank you so much. What is the point? I hear men all over time, all of the time, referring to cars, train engines, sailing ships, old houses, etc. as she. For example, when referring to a car, yeah, this old gal's got lots of get up and go. Referring to a house renovation project, she's got good bones. Referring to a big machine, yeah, we call her Big Bertha. Referring to the Titanic, she's going down, etc., etc. You get the idea. Even Mark referred to his plants as she. That is correct. He did. But I'm looking around my life for examples of my own anthropomorphizing and all my examples are exclusively masculine. I don't think I ever anthrop... How many times could you use that word? <laughs> I don't think I ever anthropomorphize in the feminine. Even my relationship with our digital assistants needs to be masculine. Siri, I've changed Siri on my Macs and iOS devices to male. The female voices just seemed uncomfortable and unrelatable to me, so I wasn't long... It wasn't long before... I started drilling down into preferences to see if the voices can be changed. Alexa, I've also changed my Amazon devices to male voice as soon as Amazon made it possible. The only things that still have the female Alexa voice on it are the fire sticks on my TVs because they haven't yet made a male voice available on them. And he says the female voice just feels creepy. Even when I post a picture to my Facebook page of a pretty flower from my flower garden, I sometimes like say something like, isn't he beautiful? Adam, even a pretty flower is masculine in my mind rather than feminine. And I'm entirely comfortable with that because I know I'm not alone in this. During a recent vacation, we visited some gay male friends from out of state. And while we were in their home, I noticed they too had changed all of their Alexa devices. I should say Echo to use the male voice. I commented on it and he said that I had changed ours as well. And we all agreed it seemed more natural for us to think of our digital assistants as male rather than female. <clears throat> oh, I've got something in my throat. 
Is this a straight mind versus gay mind thing? I'm not sure that's an inference that can be made from these examples, but it's interesting. Now I'm like a dog with a bone and I can't put this down. The more I think about examples and it all gets curiouser and curiouser, not all big machines are branded as feminine. <clears throat> one of the largest steam engines Union Pacific ever made is called the Big Boy because one of the builders wrote the words Big Boy on the boiler front when it came off the assembly line. And he posted a picture of the big boy. Not his big boy, the big boy. Union Pacific preserved the big boy marking on the boiler front, but just look at the flair with which it is written. Does that look like handwriting of a straight man? The underlined flourish under the word big and the long swashy tail on the Y doesn't just scream fabulous. Doesn't that just scream fabulous? Another example, abandoned and left standing close to the small southeast Kansas town of West Mineral is an electric shovel that was used for mining. It is 16 stories tall and it bears the name of Big Brutus. Did a gay man name Big Brutus? I've been I've been to West Mineral to see it and yeah, it's jaw-droppingly big and there's absolutely nothing feminine about it. Do gay men more often tend to anthropomorphize objects to be masculine and straight men anthropomorphize objects as feminine? Was the big boy builder gay? Did a gay man name Big Brutus? Does it have anything to do with one's position on the Kinsey scale of sexuality? Sigh. Just like the question, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? The answer is the world may never know. Have a great weekend and enjoy your new hot tub. Wow, you really thought a lot about I mean, that was a passing comment that I made. And uh, I mean, maybe a, a 10, 15, 20 second thing that I said, and you, that gave you a lot of thought. You know, I'm happy to help. Um, I don't know, though, what I think about it. I don't usually refer to things as he or she. But, you know, it's interesting because foreign languages like French or Spanish or, you know, other. Is it Germanic European love languages? I, I can't remember what they're called. But anyway, they actually give nouns a gender. La and, and la and all that kind of stuff and L. So I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. All right, for more episodes, you can go to geekygay.com. You can email me, adamburns.uk at gmail.com. You can call 479-221-9393. And you can find many more LGBT and LGBTQ plus friendly podcasts at pride48.com. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend, everyone. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com. <laughs>